Hello again. This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for GOSEP. Thank you for joining us. After an extended break due to a few hurricanes hitting Louisiana and ongoing efforts to fight a global pandemic, thank you 2020, we are now back on track with our podcast. But seriously, those of us here in Louisiana and those of you in many other parts of the country and the world continue to fight the spread of COVID-19. Now we are starting to see progress with the vaccination plans. We'll have information on a new resource where you can get more information on that work coming up. Our first interview will be with Phil Grigsby from the National Weather Service New Orleans. Next week is Spring Severe Weather Awareness Week. Severe weather can happen any time in Louisiana, but we will have important safety information regarding the threats that are most common in the spring here in the state. Before we get started with our interview, we'd like to start each episode with emergency preparedness information. It is still important for businesses to operate in a safe manner due to the COVID-19 threat. The Louisiana State Fire Marshal's Office has information available to help you at opensafely.la.gov. That's opensafely, one word, .la.gov. This site allows you to register your business, and your registration allows you to receive updated communication, notifications, and helpful guidance via email from the State Fire Marshal's Office specific to your business type. These notifications will answer the important questions. At what level can I operate my business? What are the steps to open my business? What changes can be expected for businesses that have been operating but with restrictions? What restrictions are my business subject to? Are there any new sanction requirements for my business? Are there any personal protective requirements such as masks, gloves, etc. for my employees? To begin receiving notifications and guidance for your business, don't forget, visit opensafely.la.gov. That's today's preparedness tip. Now on to our interview. The four National Weather Service offices that cover Louisiana want to make sure you are ready for potential spring severe weather. The 2021 Spring Severe Weather Awareness Week is next week, and Phil Grigsby joins us now by phone. He's the lead forecaster for the National Weather Service New Orleans Baton Rouge. Phil, what can we expect next week? Uh, Yeah, so what we're going to have is a series of um, social media posts. Um, We'll also have... um, uh, typically, obviously uh, not this year, we have outreach events as well uh, with local uh, community partners and stuff. And the goal of the week is to really call attention to the, the threats posed by severe weather um, here in Louisiana and to make sure that everybody, um, you know, reviews uh, their their weather safety rules or basically really even get a plan in place, uh, you know, in, in the event that we do have severe weather impact an area. And, and the goal is really to try to reduce the loss of life and, and injury uh, that occurs when we have uh, severe severe weather events, hail events, tornado events, uh, you know, strong winds or anything like that. So that, that's that's the biggest goal of this of this week is to get the awareness out there to say, hey, plan, you know, have a, have a have a plan of action in place. Uh, know where a safe place is when you do have a tornado warning, uh, where you can go uh, to keep your family safe during one of these severe weather events. And what types of threats do we typically see here in Louisiana uh, during the springtime? 
Uh, well, let's see. All types of severe weather threats. Um, we'll have tornadoes. We'll have large damaging hail events. We'll have uh, what we call straight line winds or strong straight line wind events. Um, you know, all 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 the main severe weather threats. Um, we'll also have flash flooding concerns uh, that can occur um, with some of these severe thunderstorms. So everything that you could think of, uh, Mother Nature pretty much throws at us here in Louisiana when it comes to severe weather. I know it's uh, sometimes it's hard for people in South Louisiana to maybe understand, you know, that that hail threat and and certain uh, threats like that when it comes to North Louisiana. But I remember a storm uh, within the last several years that that pretty much blanketed North Louisiana with hail, and it almost looked like a snow event. There was so much hail on the ground, so that that is a very serious concern depending on where you live. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And in fact, we even have had um, significant hail events. Uh, down here in South Louisiana, uh, there was a big one that hit the West Bank of New Orleans a few years ago, uh, where we had we had hail, um, you know, over the size of golf balls, and uh, caused significant damage. It damaged homes, um, you know, thousands and thousands of cars got damaged. So, it you know, don't take it lightly if we have a if we have a severe thunderstorm warning where it's where it's advertising large hail, it, it can cause significant issues for a lot of people. Uh, more property damage than than life threatening per se, but. Uh, still a, a big cost to people as far as insurance and, and uh, you know, getting their, their cars repaired and all that goes. You know, one of the things that we kind of stress with our, our partners at the National Weather Service is, you know, severe weather can hit any time. Uh, do we have unique features here in the state, uh, maybe compared to some of our other, you know, states in the region that, that uh, makes us a little more vulnerable at times? Uh, yeah, the like you were saying, the the you know severe weather can affect us at any time and and any year. And one thing that is really unique for us here, um, uh, as far as our tornado season goes, is that we actually do have um, a little higher than average tornado threat uh, in the June, July, and August timeframe. Uh, and that's because of the tropical systems that come through. So that's something to think of when we get, you know, even though tropical season isn't right now, there's still a tornado threat with, with hurricanes and, and tropical storms that come on shore. So that, that we have basically a tornado threat the entire year. Um, our peak months are typically March, April, May, uh, but there's the third, the, the uh, June, July, August period is also the, the top six basically from March through August is the top six months. And that's because of the tropical threat. Uh, we also have a bit of a peak in November, um, but uh, that's a little lower still, you know, basically any time of the year we can have severe weather here and it can occur at any time of the day. Um, you know, we can have um, tornadoes that occur in the middle of the night um, and we definitely have tornadoes that occur during the day. Um, but, you know, anytime, anytime during the day it can occur again, because we're a warm, humid, environment here typically and so there's a lot of instability in the air even in the middle of the night which you sometimes don't get you know if you're farther inland farther north um, where things may stabilize more during the overnight hours um, and we, we want to stress that to people is that you know make sure you have some way to receive a warning during the overnight hours if you're aware that there's a severe weather threat in place here in Louisiana you know sleep with your cell phone turned on or have a weather radio or some other way to get information that can wake you up in the middle of the night so you can take action and stay safe. All right. And I know one of the things that, that you guys typically do when we see these types of events where we have like a, a, a severe weather awareness, you know, week or, or some type of uh, event similar to that is you guys really do a great job of explaining, 
you know, whatever that weather phenomenon is, whether it's a tornado and explain, explaining what makes up a tornado and how they're uh, how they build up and those type of things. Why is it important to give the, the public that type of knowledge uh, when it comes to these events? Well, it's it's critical because, you know, it's it's important for people to know what they should expect whenever you have a severe weather event occurring. So, you know, if we if we tell people that there's a higher risk of a tornado, they can they can plan for that as opposed to say a higher risk for hail or a higher risk for flash flooding. And so you can figure out what type of um, possible supplies you may need to take uh, with you if you do have to if you do have to leave your house or if your you know house is damaged and you have to um, go find another form of shelter or something like that. So you know it's always good. Um, we always advise people to have a disaster supply kit ready to go. Um, I'm sure you guys do too. Um, and that applies not only to the hurricane season, that also applies to severe weather season. Um, so just have, you know, have a little, a little go bag ready, um, with, uh, cell phone, uh, with chargers, um, you know, or spare battery, battery pack, um, definitely, you know, batteries and flashlights, uh, maybe, uh, you know, a pair of shoes, um, just to be safe. Uh, definitely a list of emergency contacts, um, you know, some food and water, things like that, that, you know, the basic things that you would need just in case, uh, you, your house is damaged and you don't have anywhere to go. Um, and that, that could be from flooding or tornado, any type of event. And it's, you know, it's difficult to talk about these things. 2020 was such a rough year, you know, between uh, the weather events and the pandemic and just everything else going on. But it's important to remember that that you really don't get a break, even though you went through a rough stretch. There's no guarantee, you know, we couldn't see similar problems this year. So your advice is spot mm-hmm. on, you know, uh, try to stay prepared as best you can. Uh at the state level, we have getagameplan.org. At the federal level, we have ready.gov. All of these types of sites are sites you can go to to kind of help you finalize those emergency plans. And um, you can take that information along with the information that comes out, you know, in this Severe Weather Awareness Week and, and help make good decisions for you and your family. Also, check with your parishes. Make sure you're in contact with your local officials. A lot of times there's resources available at the local level that maybe you aren't aware of. And most parishes have good websites, maybe social media accounts as well, where you can uh, check on a lot of that information. You know, kind of closing, um, if you don't mind me kind of putting you on the spot, going back Mm -hmm. to 2020, you know, it was a pretty remarkable year when it when it comes to the the tropical you know threats and everything we saw in 2020. Are there any numbers that really kind of stand out to you as as you guys kind of look back on everything? Uh, just yeah, the fact that we were in the, the cone of uncertainty, I believe, uh, eight times. That's uh, that's that's. I've, I've been in the weather service for 18 years, and I've been working at this office for 17 years, and I have never experienced anything like that. And the fact that we had, um, you know, three significant um, tropical events actually move in. I mean, obviously we had Laura, but um, Delta and Zeta were, were both potent hurricanes that caused significant damage too. So to have three systems hit the state in one year was uh, something that I, I don't think I've ever seen, a, a, you know, stronger systems. Uh, the last time I can think of something like that was in 2005 when we had Katrina and Rita mm-hmm. uh, hit both sides of the state. So it was, it was um, you know, fortunately Zeta and Delta were not as severe as, as Katrina and Rita um, uh, were, you know, having back-to-back major hurricanes making landfall, but uh, they were still, uh, you know, significant events. Um, 
And, you know, even, even though the severe weather season, especially in the fall was a little quieter than what we typically see, we did still have, um, uh, you know, fair number of tornadoes. And unfortunately we had some fatalities. Uh, I looked back and I saw that, uh, you know, last year there were 55 tornadoes that were reported in the state of Louisiana. Um, there were five fatalities and there were 14 injuries. Um, so, uh, you know, severe weather, it, it's not anything to, um, to take lightly. And, um, I do want, you know, do want to say, um, you know, that, um, if you, if you are in a mobile home, um, definitely make sure that you have a plan of action in place there, um, to, you know, find a, a safe shelter if possible. Um, you know, because unfortunately all of the fatalities did occur in mobile homes last year. Um, so I just wanted to stress that for our listeners that may be in, in those, uh, those, uh, type of, uh, situations. Yeah, good advice. And we have a lot of people, you know, that uh, maybe work at, at plants or construction type work that that mm-hmm. often live in uh, some type of trailer setup, you know, while they're working on a particular job. There's a lot of people recovering from the hurricanes last year that are mm-hmm. in trailers and, and mobile homes and everything. So definitely good advice. We appreciate that. So good luck with the Severe Weather Awareness Week. We'll be checking the uh, social media accounts. Do you want to give us the accounts for your office so that people are aware of what's out there? Uh, yeah, our social media accounts, um, our Twitter account, uh, if you just go to at NWS New Orleans, uh, you'll be able to pull up our, our Twitter feed. Um, if you go to Facebook, um, it's um, facebook.com slash NWS New Orleans. And the NWS is in all caps uh, for the Facebook account. Um, and you'll, that'll take you to our, our Facebook posts as well. Um, that's our main presence on social media. Um, so we encourage everybody to go ahead and join and, and follow us and get all the you know weather updates and information that you can. We're, we're pretty active, and we try to update our Twitter account, especially uh, when, uh, very frequently whenever we have significant weather going on. And one thing to point out, we're recording this podcast on February 9th, so those uh, those dates, I mean, those dates for the the post will be up around the 15th or so, I believe, is when they start. And uh, of course, we'll be sharing that information on GoSEP social media accounts, and we'll also be looking for in- information from your colleagues from the National Weather Service Shreveport, the National Weather Service uh, Lake Charles, and for those of you that don't know, the National Weather Service Jackson, Mississippi, actually covers. Uh, a lot of northeast Louisiana, so we'll be uh, sharing all that information as well. And depending on what region of the state you live in, uh, you may want to check those accounts out as well. So, Phil, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, good luck with the information flow, and and, uh, we'll do what we can to help promote it. All right, thank you. Yeah, I look forward to uh, continuing our good partnership with you guys. Now moving on to our second interview, we're joined on the phone by Ruby Douglas, the Preparedness Section Chief for GOSEP. If you're looking for information on the COVID-19 vaccination process, you just missed an important event, but there's good news. It will be available for you to go back and watch. Ruby, tell us about the event today and and where can people catch it now that it's uh, recorded? Well, we're excited to be as part of the Stafford Act to, from FEMA to have crisis counseling. And GOSEP, in partnership with the Office of Behavioral Health, has provided these virtual town halls for uh, to provide laymen's uh, partners and other stakeholders with valuable information. Today, we broadcasted live uh, conversations about vaccinations that featured Dr. Cantor, 
Hunter, our state health officer, as well as Ginger Hunt, who is a pioneer in federally qualified health centers. So people can learn a little bit more about vaccinations as well as rural access to get those vaccines. If you go and you didn't register for it and you missed it, we did have we have it recorded. And if you go to the ConquerCovid19.LA website, we'll have it prominently displayed if you scroll down so you could see the YouTube channel link to that broadcast. So I know your group and the preparedness team at uh, GOSEP has really been working hard on, on dealing with a lot of things like the emotional uh, aspect of the pandemic and, and some of the... Uh, you know, outlying issues that people could be dealing with. Uh, why was the ConquerCovid19.LA website developed? What What's kind of the main goal for that site? Well, as you know, Mike, uh, a lot of isolation started happening as soon as we did different phases of this pandemic, just to make sure people were safe and to make, mitigate additional spread and uh, contagiousness of the virus. And so uh, this website became a clearinghouse, if you will, of all kind of information, but valuable tools for practitioners, but also regular people, so they could get easy access to tools and tips to stay calm. We know that there are a lot of valuable information, and I'll just tell you, Facebook can be dangerous at times, but we wanted folks to have credible information. Some of the government websites, like the CDC website gives great information for scientists and practitioners, but it might not be user-friendly for the regular layperson. So this website is really tailored to really engage those uh, folks so they can actually easily access those tools that they may need to help support them at work or even their daily lives or even with their family and their children. And I can't stress enough uh, the way your team has worked to get the the people in to help answer those basic questions. Like when you take a look at Dr. Cantor, you know, being available for an open discussion and Ginger Hunt being available for an open discussion. Uh, a lot of times, uh, if people can just get that information, it can help take a lot of pressure off of them uh, in their daily lives. So kind of hats off to you and your team. Uh, for getting that done and and our partners at LDH. Uh, What other resources and tools are available that, that maybe people aren't aware of? Well, we actually have, like, if you go to the Conquer COVID, the Conquer COVID19.LA website, it provides just a plethora of all our public service announcements that we provided on commercial. Now, I will just tell you, I was one of those Netflix junkies, too, when we got in lockdown, Uh, and we find that sometimes people easily don't access some of the resources they needed. So we wanted to tailor that specific to people that they can relate to, that working person who actually is also homeschooling their kid through their virtual learning, as well as trying to keep up with their daily work, because that's a lot of stress on folks. And so we've looked at different tools for those families, but also sometimes we forget about those first responders and healthcare providers because they're in the midst of it and they're working off that adrenaline and accomplish that mission. So we wanted this to be a user-friendly but easy accessible and no stigma attached because we just said it's right now as we go through these different phases with COVID, it really is okay not to be okay. Uh, a lot of people are struggling. They may not want to verbalize this, but this website provides them linkages to additional services as well as helpline lines and even a confidential crisis text line where they can actually just talk to somebody. It's okay to have to reach out and talk to somebody. Sometimes that's the best way to get the help that you need or just normalizing the situation that you're in. 
And one of the things I've heard Ruby tell groups of people is normals are setting on a on a washing machine. You know, we need to we need to find ways to look for solutions. And and I think when you take a look at, at the past twelve months. I think that's absolutely right. Now, texting is very important, especially to, you know, kind of a younger generation. A lot of times people prefer texting over phone calls and that type thing. What about the uh, text uh, resources that are out there if people want to go that route? Well, that's if you text out, reach out in all caps to 741-741, it'll immediately connect you to a trained crisis counselor that's going to respond to you via text. What we've seen from the data is that, you know, we all think that the millennials are the ones that only text, but you'd be surprised. We've had people, even older folks, being able to connect that because either one, and I'll just tell you, some of our adults get a little bit prideful in a sense because, you know, they want to make sure that they are holding it together for their kids. And so that gives them an idea to kind of uh, provide a forum where they can vent or just kind of outline their frustration via text and get the help that they need. Uh, Our team actually tested it out and you'd be surprised it was it was amazing the number of people that have used that um, resource and they're actually being more responsive and being more truthful with that through that text because they're not having to be face to face with a trained crisis counselor so I think it's very unique in a sense and the other thing is we've promoted promoted uh, social distancing and what we really should have been promoting is physical distance because a lot of us have gotten a little bit more isolated and not really reaching out to that person and so I'm really excited that we've been able to provide this for the state of Louisiana and it's still readily available so Make sure you text, reach out in all caps to 741-741, and you'll be amazed by the support that you can get from just that Texas resource. So again, that's reach out, all caps, to 741-741 to talk about the the resource we were just talking about. All right, kind of wrapping up, uh, tell us about how all of these resources are funded and kind of what's the connection with uh, Louisiana Spirit, something our, our our people that have dealt with past emergencies may be familiar with. Well, and a lot of people do you know after a disaster happens and a presidential declaration occurs, uh, the Stafford Act provides uh, individual assistance programs, and one of those programs is crisis counseling. It comes in two phases, uh, and basically for this COVID, we had to be a little bit very, very much innovative and very, very creative, and so Louisiana Spirit is still a part of this. Uh, they actually have linked that uh, to the Conquer COVID website. We are actually progressing into a more referral base at this point. Um, So if you go to that website, you will find uh, regional Louisiana spirits that are readily available. They can do presentations and provide supports, stress management for those first responders and healthcare providers, as well as provide different series because we know that we still are in this um, COVID mitigation um, safety protocol format. So we are at that point to link it. It's still called Louisiana Spirit. And they also have uh, a crisis line as well called Keep Calm Hotline. And that is a one 866 And that's, we can actually talk to a real live person. And if you're having some other issues, they can definitely refer you to other services. All right. Great information as always. We appreciate your uh, information. Again, check out ConquerCovid19.LA. That's a great site to go to 
to uh, check on some of the things we, we've mentioned here on the program, and there's a lot of information. You know, if, you, if you're like me, this is a very confusing time because, you know, I have older parents and, and you're worried about this vaccination process, and, and uh, you know, the information provided today will probably help a lot of people navigate that. Uh, you know, hopefully we're kind of getting over the hump now and, and we're seeing the numbers, you know, at least the past few days start to trend in the right direction. But, Ruby, thanks for taking time and we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time with you. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank our guests for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned. You can find out more preparedness information at getagameplan.org. We also want to thank producer Troy Perez and the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at donatelifela.org. They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. You can also find out more on most of the topics we talked about today by following GOSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at GOSEP, thanks for joining us. Stay safe, mask up. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.